It's Wednesday, my dudes. And we are back with another episode of Educate Ebony, the metal edition. And when I say we, I, I really just mean me and you and you guys, of course. But <laughs> hope you're feeling fresh. Hope you're feeling fine and ready for episode 12. But we will recap last week where I spoke to Lachlan Sheehan. He's a sound engineer and an old friend of mine. And he told me to listen to Metallica's album, Master of Puppets. I was pretty excited, my first Metallica album. And so I did what he said for his listening notes, which was beer and Metallica. So I grabbed a bunch of friends. We all drank beer and we had a bit of a Metallica listening party. It was great. You can head to my socials at Educate Ebony on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter if you want to see what really happened that night. But yeah, in terms of the album itself, uh, what I really liked about it was the instrumentals and the actual music and the melodies, probably more so than the vocals themselves. I know that, you know, classic Metallica vocals, but it really just didn't, they just didn't really stand out to me as much. I think I was more taken with the actual music. For example, songs like Master of Puppets and Welcome Home Sanitarium. Yeah, the instrumentals in there, they were just amazing. I don't know how they put that stuff together. and. They were so good. I think it just could have done probably without the vocals, to be honest. Ooh, is that controversial? Oh, well. But yeah, and my favorite song would have to be Welcome Home Sanitarium. So good. Loved it. Yeah, very into it. So my first Metallica album. Hope you guys are proud. I made it. Finally here. But yeah, let's get to it. Okay. All right. On this episode of Educate Ebony, I would love to introduce a couple of members from Wild Heart. They're a Mianjin Brisbane-based melodic hardcore band. And here with us today, I have vocalist and Yagambi man Axel Best and guitarist Adam Finley. These fellas highlight many issues through their music, including Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander issues and mental health awareness, just to name a few. And as a proud First Nations woman myself, these topics, you know, they're important to me. And so I'm excited to have a band on the podcast who spreads awareness of these issues and sounds damn good while they're at it. So guys, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, so I hear we have two different albums. Because like Axel has a, he has a stronger hardcore background, whereas like I started listening to metal before I got into hardcore. So I thought it might be more interesting to kind of have something a little bit different because that's kind of our sound in a way. is yeah. a bit of a blend of metal and hardcore. Is that what you reckon as well, Axel? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'd say pro- probably our later, like the stuff that we've been writing now is, Probably leaning towards more metal but yeah, definitely when we started off, it was more of a melodic hardcore bass band. Yeah. Amendment, more metal band. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> not metal. Uh, <laughs> no, not really? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Not, not too metal. <laughs> not too metal. <laughs> a, a little bit. It's fine. Metal, metal's yeah. good. All right. Well, what are the two, two metal albums I need to hear? I'm going to roll with... Changes by For the Fallen Dreams. I'm going with Wake the Dead from Comeback Kid. Oh, cool. Good choice. I don't know them uh, every single time. I still don't know it, but I've heard of the Comeback Kids. The Comeback Kids or Comeback Kid? Comeback Kid. Okay, so why choose these albums? Are they important to you guys? Are they just really cool? For, uh, for me, first of all, like, this is, this is such an evil question, I think. <laughs> it's like, I've been racking my brain for like the last... Three days, I think, just trying to figure out, like, I didn't know whether to do a, a modern one or, yeah. Anyway, it was just, for me, this album was kind of like my gateway into the hardcore genre. Just a banger. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an album that I, I can listen to from the start to finish and 
I think every song is good on it. And yeah, this is the one for me. Nice. And why changes? Uh, kind of similar reasons. It was like during a period where I was just starting to find hardcore bands. I had like one group of mates that was more metal. And then I started to meet a bunch of other mates that were, they showed me like Barrier Dead and the first Ghost Inside album. But then I heard this album and I was just like, that was a game changer because it was like such a, a mix of hardcore, but then it was super melodic as well. And I, I don't know, my writing style, because I was still learning to play guitar at the time. I was like, I want to do this. I want to fuse all these things together, like how they've done it. So this was sort of like both of your gateway bands in a way. Yeah. Oh, that's real sweet. It's yeah. one that I always, <laughs> I always go back to this one. Like there are a few albums which I consider gateway albums, but this one I think is probably one of the most influential. Mm. I get how hard the question is as well because a friend literally asked me today, she's like, what's the one album you'd tell people to listen to? And I, I was like, that's not my that's not my job. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my god. Good, it's a good question around here. It's a good question. Yeah, it's very hard. I yeah. don't even think I gave her an answer. It was kind of good to think about. Yeah. yeah. I think for me too, I, like I, I was thinking about it today, but I heard this album 16 years ago, I think when it came out, and I feel like it still holds up to other bands today as well. You know. 16 years ago though. Yeah, I'm not great at maths. 2005. Damn. Where did you hear it? This was like high school times, right? Yeah, yeah, high school. Uh, I think there was a kid in the grade above me and he'd started going to shows and like he took me to a couple. And yeah, he, same thing as Adam, like people had started showing me more hardcore bands. Like I'd always listen to heavy music, like Kill Switch Engage and stuff like that. But when I heard this, I was like, yeah, like this is it. All that other music. That stuff's like, nah, this is, this is it. It's like, it's simple. It's straight to the point And yeah. Awesome. And for the Fallen Dreams, when did you hear this album? I think I heard it maybe the year after it came out. So maybe 2009. The album came out in 2008. But I think I heard it about a year later. It was on like my friend's MySpace page as like his profile song. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I was like, I had to find the whole album, which like, did I buy the CD or did I, I must've pirated it first, then bought the CD or something. Yeah. LimeWire for life. You definitely had a LimeWire. Actually, <laughs> yeah, it could have been, <laughs> yeah, yeah. been LimeWire. <laughs> Amazing. I feel like I missed out on the era of MySpace because I swear I didn't get internet at home until I was like 16 you know, oh, well into uni and everyone's like, hey, do you have a MySpace? I'm like, dude, no, <laughs> I never had anything. Uh, you missed out on I know. Did you guys like discover much music on there as well? Yeah, it was, yeah. It was nuts because yeah. you would find like people would go out of their way to find niche bands or like the heaviest thing they could find or like whatever. And, and it would be on their, their profile. Yeah. You wanted to be the cool kid yeah, with the coolest song. Absolutely. Like. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll never get that now. So well. I'm going to live through <laughs> you guys. You can tell me about it. <laughs> I miss it terribly. It was so much better than Facebook. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, I think looking back at it, my sex is pretty unfiltered. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm much. I don't know. We, like, we I, think, to- I miss the good thing. <laughs> you used to book tours through MySpace. Yeah, that's true. What? Yeah, that's how it was one way to organize stuff because you'd meet bands and you'd message them. It was good, simpler times. Damn. Because it was just like local bands. 
yeah cobbling together like little weekenders and stuff like that oh i love it oh look at these two albums came from a great place great place in society they're fucking old (laughs) (laughs) that's okay well what makes them so great that you still listen to them today that's a hard one i often go back to it just because it holds a lot of good memories it was like a really i guess like just come out of high school was just meeting all these new people was finding all these new bands and was like starting what would become my old band and then yeah i just remember like listening to it all the time and trying to like absorb it it just led me down a path because i found heaps of other bands sure but i feel like that was one of the first ones i was like i could definitely this is like a nice niche you know you were like goals i want to be like that a little bit and like (laughs) we don't really sound we don't really sound anything like that band. I always refer back to it. For like other inspiration or anything else you can pick up from it? I think I've forgotten a lot of it now, but I think I learnt nearly all the album on guitar. Whoa. When I was like 18, 19, I would actually like practice my guitar and learn, <laughs> learn songs. And I learned like the majority of the record, whereas like now I'm too lazy to do that. But it was a really fun experience to actually like, you know, commit to doing it. And it was one of the first, cause like they weren't a big band at the time, you know, that was like one of the first records I learned by ear as well. That's good. I couldn't find tabs for it. Oh, Jesus. Wow. And what about, um, wake the dead? What makes this one so great? I think it's, yeah, it is probably the same. It's like just memories really. I think I've seen come back in now eight times. <laughs> I don't know. Like, most, most times that they've come to Australia, I've seen them. And I think because their live show was so good too. Every time I listen to the album, like I think back at like how good they are live. And it's also just a really easy album to listen to, I think. For a hardcore album, it's not overly aggressive. So okay. you, can, you can put it on a breakfast or <laughs> put it on four beds. It's very punk. It's very punk. Yeah, it is punk, yeah. But I guess that's that bridging my way over to the hardcore scene is, yeah. Yeah. Because of that. Like I play guitar as well and um, sort of similar thing for me. It's got the two things I love the most and that's like octave chords and unison bends and it's all the way through this album. Like from start to finish, I'm pretty sure it's in nearly every song. What are and, they? Can yeah. you tell me what they are? <laughs> Please <laughs> explain. I don't feel better at describing it. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to describe it to somebody who doesn't play guitar. It, it's, in, it's, in, it's in like every song. It's, it's like the most basic chord that you can play as a guitarist yeah every band does it and yeah they're great they just sound so good <laughs> what's, what's it called again octave chords oh octave oh wait yeah 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 everyone no, plays I know the higher and the lower yeah everyone's yeah. playing yeah. guitars like oh yeah yeah i played a bit of piano but i get it an octave an octave chord yeah okay yeah and unison bend is pretty much just like yeah bending two strings at the same time or keeping one string still and bending the other one up and that sounds extra cool or? When you listen to this album, you'll hear it and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you'll hear it. <laughs> okay. And, and you'll be like, that is cool. <laughs> oh, all right. I'll listen out for it. But you said um, lots of memories with this album. Is there a memory in particular that stands out? Like you were somewhere and it was playing or you put it on for a certain reason? I feel like um, one that like stands out to me is literally just sitting in my friend's car and driving to see them for the first time and like, listening to the album again to be like pumped up for the show yeah and yeah i love those days yeah, yeah. make sure you know the I feel words like people don't do that anymore people don't want to over listen to bands before they see them now it's weird 
I know. I think I still do. Like, if I'm going to see a band, I'll play them, like, all day. Make sure I get the lyrics right. So, you know. Yeah. Just in case. But, yeah. Is that the same for you as well, Adam? You have, like, a, a certain memory that, like, really goes with this album? Yeah. So, I sort of, again, like, around that time, like, 2009-ish, that was when I, like, joined, like, a band and, like, we were doing, like, little weekender tours and stuff. Wake the Dead got a lot of uh, airtime as well, but it was just like an out. Like I listened to it and it reminds me of going on tour for the first time Aww. and just having a blur of a weekend. That's awesome. What was your first tour like then? I'm originally from Cairns. So we had like a very little, a very tight knit, heavy music community. And shows back then were just nuts. Like it was a bunch of kids just getting drunk in the park and then coming for a mosh. <laughs> and it was sick. Everyone had a good time. And like, you know, there were a few people in the scene who worked real hard to get bigger bands up north as well. But yeah, the first time we did it, it was definitely a a trial by fire. That's awesome. Well, going to the albums specifically, you know, if if you say an album, I assume it's a great album start to finish, but there's got to be some highlights, right? Tell me them. (laughs) I think for... Wake the Dead, like the biggest song is the title song. (laughs) Okay. It's Wake the Dead. But... Probably a couple of my other favorites would be like Bright Lights Keep Shining and Talk is Cheap. Yeah. Adam? Probably the intro track. Oh, the first track, sorry. Brothers in Arms. And the last track, Through the Looking Glass, is also one of my favorites. Start and finish. But yeah, probably an honorable mention to Vengeance, which is near the end. All right. Now, since you're both guitarists as well, and you've had how many years to listen to these albums? Is there an aspect that you notice now more so than you used to that you really, really like? Um, and not just the octave chords, you know, maybe some other other stuff that you're like, oh, I see what they did there or something like that. For someone who doesn't hear that kind of stuff, what should I be looking out for? That's a bit cool. I actually think the drums are really good in this album. <laughs> yeah, why? I think as a, from a sound point, I just think they sound really good. Like there's something about them like, the kick drum and the snare just sounds really good. And probably actually later on, I've come to like the vocals more. And then at the same time, at the same time, I like the new vocalist better than the guy on this album. Yeah. <laughs> right. Are they similar? Because I've, I've heard it obviously, but um, is their vocal style similar to yours or do you take any inspiration from that? No. 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 He's just like really quite more of a yell rather than a like a scream or anything like that. And it's quite high pitched, actually. Yeah. Oh, really? You probably yeah. took more inspo from the new vocalist. From the new vocalist, yeah. 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 From his, his later stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How many albums do they have? When did he come in? He was always in the band. Oh, he was no. the guitarist originally. And then um, after this album, he took over vocals. So I think they've probably done like four more albums after this oh damn yeah or maybe three and a three and a couple of eps or something yeah yeah all right and what about you adam with um changes i think it's the melodies it's kind of like the album is basically just like a mosh album essentially it's just really simple yeah. riffs but the takeaway for me was like especially when i was younger was always like oh they have all these nice chords over the top of these like heavy parts um it was kind of just that juxtaposition which you hear like everywhere all the time now but yeah when i first heard it i was like oh that's really cool and it's funny listening to it now though it sounds so like because they they was like their first album they were like 18 20 or something when they did it 
So it does sound a little unrefined, but like so many bands ripped off this album after it came out. Everyone was trying to emulate it. So to say it didn't have an impact on, on other people for that same reason, just like everyone was writing like heavy riffs with nice little pretty guitar melodies over the top. It's still a big thing though, even to this day. People just don't let it go. I mean, it's yeah. great. It's obviously really cool, but I don't know. I want It's all cyclical. Everyone's just rewriting the same riff in different ways. Yeah, true. Yeah, we do this. We do, we do the same thing in our music. <laughs> Write the same riff. <laughs> Not the exact same riff, but like our thing's always like we want to be heavy, but we want to be melodic and, you know. Does that mean that you ever write songs where, because the juxtaposition is really important, do you ever write a song with one that just, just fails? Like, I don't know, either the balance isn't quite right or it's too heavy and then too light. How do you make it work? Trial and error, really. There's plenty of songs that never see the light of day. There's plenty of demos that I've just gotten rid of because I wasn't feeling it. But we definitely take our time as well. Yeah. yeah. I do like variety though. Like I do sometimes will try to focus more on one aspect. You know, maybe one day I want to write, like I'll go, I want to write something that's really heavy. Or, you know, other days I might go, I want to write something that's more focused on melody and like giving a lot of space for vocals and things like that this is why i'm not a musician because i don't think i could do that so <laughs> i just write about it i gotta say one one more notable thing that i forgot in this album is like the gang vocals as well there's so many gang vocals in this album <laughs> and it is uh, so good like now that i listen to it it's definitely corny it's definitely cheesy but that was like, such a big thing in the like, yeah. early 2000s though was the gang yeah. vocals but I feel like that one is like, it's it's cheesy, but it's still good. It sits at a nice level, I think, in the mix. So what are gang vocals? Many dudes in front of the mic and you scream into it and they oh. just repeat layer, layer after yeah. layer after layer. Yeah. It's like the opposite of harmonizing, just layers. Yeah. No, no <laughs> harmonizing. <It's> just, yeah. <laughs> nice. I mean, obviously the albums are like big deals to you guys and, you know, when you were younger and everything, but when did you realize it was an important album? I mean, maybe what a couple of days ago when I asked you about this, but like, <laughs> did you realize any earlier? You're like, yeah, this is actually, this is it. No, nah, I've always gone back to this album. You know, I have a habit of if I'm going on like a long drive or something or a road trip, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to go back in my catalog mm. and dig up like old classics. And this is usually like one that I'll put on. Yeah. I feel like um, I didn't realize how many important albums I like had <laughs> <laughs> until you asked this question. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I guess the same thing. Like I've, there probably hasn't been like many consecutive months where I probably haven't listened to maybe not the whole album, but at least like a couple of tracks off this album since I've heard it. I guess that's why it's important to me. <laughs> and then I guess in the scheme of like their entire catalog, cause I assume if you've heard this one, you're like, awesome, like that. What else did they have? What made you stick with this album out of everything you could have chosen from these bands? Ah, this one's just the best. It's just the best. <laughs> it's, 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 it's honestly just the best. Um, I'll note that down. Just just the best. Just the best. <laughs> I think um, they have another album that is definitely up there for me, but it just doesn't have like the memories that like I have attached to this album, I guess. Yeah. I'd say I'm the same. Like a big part of it is just nostalgia. Like they've done other albums that are good, but they will never capture that same kind of feeling of when I was like, you know, 18, 19 discovering all these bands and, and whatnot. They also did two albums that were not good, oh. which we don't talk about. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. 
that was the dark times, but they put out a good album after that. So it was fun. Wow. All right. My favorite question. What are my listening notes? How do I need to listen to it? Where do I need to be? What, are, what am I doing? I think it's a good road trip album. Okay. The, I, I mean, I don't go to the gym, so I wouldn't know if it's a good <laughs> gym album. But <laughs> yeah, I think like, actually, Wake the Dead's probably a good gym album. It's, it's upbeat from the start, and I don't think the tempo changes like the whole way through the <laughs> album. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty quick. But I guess also it's a good, I feel like we've played it on pretty much every tour we've ever done. I think it's, definitely come on at least once so oh yeah yeah it also like if uh once you know it it's a good background music because it's not as i said it's not like overly aggressive either yeah everyone can listen to it it always always gets a spin you know if we're just hanging out like if we're hanging out having beers with mates always try to sing the comeback hit song in in there somewhere yeah well before axel you did say it was like a you know listen to it at breakfast so i'm gonna like get up have Maybe breakfast. you should try that. Go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's do the whole thing. And then That's I'll it. I'll go for a drive somewhere. And no, somewhere it's scenic. It's a pretty short album, isn't it? Yeah. It's not long. <laughs> I'll listen to it twice through, you know, just to yeah. <laughs> get the uh, time in. You won't just listen to it twice. It's going to be with you forever now. Yeah, you reckon? All right. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I've got my listening notes. Go for a drive. Somewhere nice. Any recommendations? Definitely not the Gold Coast. I'll go the other way. I'll go to the sunny. Either way, it's got to be at least an hour-ish so you can get the album in. All right, I will do it. Go to Mulaney. I haven't been there yet. That'd be great. Mulaney's nice. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say I haven't been there, for everyone that's listening, I'm from Adelaide and for you guys too. So I haven't been in Brisbane super, super long, but haven't been to a lot of places. So Noted. All right, this is great. Well, anything uh, anything else to add before we wrap it up? It's, it's a really good album. <laughs> yeah. I've, it's actually like these albums are getting old enough to a point, like to the point where there's probably people who are getting heavy music now that are going to have not heard it because mm. it's, it's, it's old enough now to be kind of not forgotten about, but certainly un, it's an unknown to like younger folks, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess they'll just bring it back around. I mean, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And now that you mentioned that, that last comeback kid show that I think you were at as well, Adam. Yeah, I don't think there were many people younger than us. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, yeah, because they played the last Crowbar show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sad times. And they, it's funny you talking about, like, them playing live. I think their albums, they sound, it's like, it's hard for a band to, like, sound as good on the album as they do live or capture the energy, I should say. Yeah. Like, whenever a band can capture its live energy on a record, it's a hard thing to do. But yeah, they do it very well. Cool. Are they touring again? Can I go see them sometime or? After COVID. <laughs> I have no idea if Full of Fallen Dreams would come back to Australia. It would be sick. Comeback Kid will, but they're just touring machines. They just come tour back and tour. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's in their name, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've been to Australia that many times too. Yeah. I think they, they cover a Midnight Oil song. Like that's how many times they've been to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. A band from Canada covers the Midnight Oil song. That's amazing. It's fucking sick. It is yeah. so good. You wouldn't think it would work, but it is so fucking good. Yeah. I love but it. After you listen to Wake the Dead, you got to go listen to their cover of Midnight Oil. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. I will do that. 
All right, there we have it. The two metal albums that Axel Best and Adam Finlay think that you and I should listen to are Changes by For the Fallen Dreams and Wake the Dead by Comeback Kid. Guys, thank you so much for your wisdom. I can't wait to listen to these albums from your point of view. Awesome. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. Thank you very much. That's cool. Don't tell me just in case I know. No, I'm not going to know it. Let's be honest. I'm not going to know it. I try my best. You probably will. I'm going to sincerely doubt it, but it's fine. Okay. (laughs) 